welcome back to the Trav and Rigging Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Um, so, breaking news. Yeah. We, and by we, I mean me, was wrong about a lot of things this last week. Hey, man, samesies. So, but it's only week two in the NFL. We can't figure it out in the first two weeks. No, now it's gonna be a lot easier to, to I think, to predict games now. I'm usually forward. real wrong about the first month. Yeah, it, go, it goes pretty rough. Yeah, um, we're we don't have Tyler here with us, but we're gonna we're gonna go over the games and we will we will further our records. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna count them. Yeah, um, so we're gonna start with the first ones. Uh, the very first game was Thursday night, a wild one. The Giants and the football team. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought the football team would win because they're appropriately named to play the game of football. That's true. But as a team. But the Giants are the Giants. They are the football Giants. Wouldn't you think that they would win a football game against the football team if they're the football Giants? No. Because okay. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the quarterback. Honestly, he wasn't the reason why they lost. No, I think he played fine. He was 22 for 32, 249 yards, and a touchdown. Although he was sacked four times. He also had a rushing touchdown, didn't he not? He, indeed. Because he had nine carries for 95 yards and a rushing touchdown. Is that good? That, <laughs> Lamar like Jackson type of That rushing. really is. Daniel Jones is an underrated athletic dude. Yeah, he can run. And he didn't trip in the open field this time. I was going to say, everybody always just remembers the time he fell against yeah. Philly. Yeah, it was against Philly. But we won that game, so don't come at me. So eat it, Danny. Eat it, Danny Dimes. All right, so yeah, I was right about that game, and you was not. No, yeah, I was wrong. Um, uh, Barkley was 13 carries for 57 yards and no touchdowns. I'll say he had a couple of decent carries that added to his total, but other, other than that, he still looked pretty bad. Um, is it him or is it the line? I mean, it's definitely... I would say it's the majority of the line, but Barkley doesn't look great so, either. Hold on, let me let me change how I phrase the Barkley stat line. Thirteen for fifty seven, but really he was twelve carries for eighteen yards. He had one carry for forty one yards. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So I mean he, he I don't know if he looked terrible, their line wasn't great, I guess. Uh the line is pretty bad, but Barkley doesn't really help. He he's been averaging like two yards a carry for like Two and a half years. Yeah. So. Yeah, that wasn't a good showing. Um, let's see. We'll go to the next game. Oh, uh, I, I just want to say uh, Heineke played pretty well. He did. Heineke was 34 for 46, 336 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Yeah, I didn't think he looked too bad. Terry McLaurin with 11 grabs on 14 targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. And I think he's going to look even better when Curtis Samuel comes back. If yeah. he comes back healthy, I don't know. It's a hamstring Scary issue, too. so... Who knows? But yeah, uh, McLaurin looked like a beast. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a ton of targets. That's almost Darren Waller style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, next up is San Fran at Philadelphia. I'm gonna let you talk about this one, buddy. You uh, were there. You witnessed it. Uh, this game was, if you were alive, not an overly exciting game to watch because it was three nothing going into the last seconds of the first half, uh, where San Fran scored a touchdown finally. Philly's defense, I thought, looked fine. They were very bend but not break the whole first half. Um, San Fran quickly realized they were not going to run the ball on Philadelphia, so they screened them to death. I think they ran 13 screens in that game. That's a good amount. That's a ton of screens. 
It's um, I have a question as somebody that watched on like the fantasy cast. Like I just watched, you know, where it shows this play was this many yards yeah. or whatever. Um, it seemed like in the first half the 49ers got into field goal range a couple times. What happened there? Did they get sacked and then have to punt? Did they go for fourth downs? Because they uh, obviously didn't score anything in the first half. So they one of the, the there were they didn't turn the ball over at all. We had no there were no turnovers. Gotcha. Um, they were just out of range kick a field goal. So I think they punted it. There was one time where they they punted the ball and I think it went out right at the two yard line because yeah. that resulted in Hurts throwing a ninety something yard pass to Kez Watkins that resulted in no points. I heard about that. I've seen on Twitter that some people were upset about it. 90-something yards. And, and how does that happen? What happened uh, in, they, in that moment? They ran. They, first, they tried to throw the ball incomplete. Then they tried to run the ball and got negative yardage. Then they tried to run the With ball Sanders again. Sanders? Yeah. It was, like a, it was like a weird toss, kind of. Gotcha. Um, and then he got negative yardage. Then they tried to throw the ball again, and it was incomplete. Jalen Hurts scrambled and tried mm-hmm. to throw it to Ertz. And then they ran the Philly special on fourth down, on uh, fourth and three on the goal line. And they didn't ran get the it. Philly special? It was a ver- variation, and it didn't work. The <laughs> Niners sniffed it out from the moment from the moment Hertz handed the ball off to a wide receiver. They were like, nope, we know what's happening here. Wait, so who threw it? Were they throwing it to Hertz? Uh, yeah, they were throwing it to Hertz. Uh, it was, and I know the original Philly special is, you know, you make some nonsense call at the line and then the quarterback ends up just on the tight end's ass so that he can sneak out and catch the ball. Yeah. But in this case, it was a variation where Hertz hands the ball off. He hands it off to a running back who then tosses it to a wide receiver almost like an end around. And then that wide receiver is just supposed to throw it to Hertz in the corner of the end zone. And I think it was... I want to say it was Kez Watkins. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. It, it was never going to work because he... Hertz was covered. So, gotcha. So Watkins or whoever the receiver was just tried to run it in and didn't get anywhere, and that was really disappointing. Why didn't just kick a field goal? Um, because it was. I mean, I I get going for it. I mean, it was a ninety-five yard pass or ninety-four yard completion. Yeah. And what happened there? They got he just got. Yeah, he just caught him. Did they just caught him at like yeah. the four or something? It was it was a good throw by Hertz. Probably his best throw of the day, and he it was placed perfectly, but he. Kez Watkins just could not run the safety in the corner. There was another play also involving Kez Watkins that was a touchdown that was called back. It was like a 45-yard touchdown pass, and he stepped out of bounds as he was running down the sideline and dove and caught the ball in the end zone, and it was called back. That's two touchdowns Philly didn't get that would have been the difference in the game. That's crazy. Um, But all in all, Philly lost, and it wasn't great to see live. I was going to say, it seemed like probably one of the more boring games it was. of the week. The but it energy, seemed like it was a good like a good game, though. Yeah, I mean, the, for the whole first half, for the most part, the energy was wild in that place. Like, they're so loud. Uh, there's twice San Francisco had to call a timeout because Jimmy Garoppolo could not. He couldn't talk oh, right yeah. here. So they, and I was like, wow, we, you're pretty loud here. They had the link gets pretty, pretty rowdy. Yeah, it was nuts. And it was home opener, though, too. And they did the jet the, with the flyover of the Jets and stuff with yeah. the fireworks. It was cool. Uh, so that part was cool. I mean, that was, was there with my brother. It was a good time. We we overpaid for beers and, you know, the normal football thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like $16 for like 12 ounces or something. Uh, yeah. So uh, four beers was $40, dollars Nailed it. Something like that. That's $45, funny. excuse me. 
That's fun though. So you, my friend, are two and zero. Congrats so far. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's gonna end soon here. Um, yeah, it's gonna end for all of us here soon. The next (laughs) one. That's not so dark and pessimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Not like death wise. Just means score wise, guys. Uh, next one is uh, Cincinnati at Chicago. You, me, and Tyler all picked uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, Um, I was pretty disappointed with this game. Yeah, I thought the Bengals. I don't know. I thought they were going to show up a little bit more than they did, but I mean, the Bears have a good defense, so it is what it is. Joe Burrow had a, I will call it a rookie performance. He's not a rookie, but it was a rookie performance. Yeah, and we'll get to the whole Zach Wilson catastrophe, but Joe Burrow's not getting pooped on enough here. There no. needs to be a little bit more fecal matter in Joe's face <laughs> because... Fecal matter? Well, I'm just saying, because he threw three interceptions on three straight pass attempts. I didn't even know that. Yeah. All these games were happening while I was at the game. So, like, I missed so much action. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 19 for 30, 207 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. And you're telling me all three of those interceptions came back to back to back? Yeah, 3 P. Good grief, Jimmy Burrs. No. Joey Burrs. J- Joey. I'll think of a better nickname anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, 66.3 passer rating. Not great for Burrow. Yeah. That should have been better. Mixing with another strong carry game though, twenty attempts at sixty nine yards. Yeah, he's got a, he gets a ton of carries. He had a pretty poor average, I guess this this game. Uh, you know, just slightly over three yards of yeah, a carry. Nine. But um, yeah, I don't know. I the the Bears have a good defense, so I guess I wasn't too surprised by it. However, Andy Dalton went out with an injury, so do you think Fields is gonna? I mean, Fields is definitely gonna start this week, I assume. Do you think he's gonna keep the job going forward? I don't know. Did we hear the severity of his injury? Uh, I'm pretty Dalton? sure Dalton's going to be out. It's leaning, leaning oh, I know towards for the game. missing it. I'm more curious as to the... Like how long? Yeah, the long run. Yeah, they don't know yet. I don't think it matters, to be honest. Because if Fields comes in and, ha- and balls out, and by balls out, I'm saying I expect a Lamar Jackson-esque game from mm-hmm. Fields, right? Maybe 190 yards passing. With a touchdown. With a touchdown and, and 75 yards rushing and a touchdown, right? And if that's the case, I don't. You're not going to see a scenario where you can justify putting Andy Dalton back in the game. Yeah. Even though those numbers don't necessarily jump off, jump off the the stat sheet. That sort of game that those players like that Fields and Lamar Jackson with those stat lines are dynamic and they're impossible to game plan for. No matter how much you think that you are going to game plan for them. Right. So, even though some of those, both of those numbers alone. Don't scream crazy numbers together from a quarterback. It's it's like that's a nightmare to game plan for. I would have to imagine. So I don't see how you could justify taking Fields out after that if yeah. that's what he does. Nagy did say that uh, Dalton is our quarterback when healthy. So, yeah. he, but I mean, I feel like that's like the the thing to say, right? Yeah. Because that way, if if Fields goes out there and he performs poorly, then he already said, well, this is the plan. The plan was to put Dalton back in no matter what. Mm, you know what I mean? I don't know. Nagy's kind of on the hot seat. I don't know that he can... I don't think he's got the leeway to be to throw Andy Dalton back in after Fields just had a good game. No, but I'm saying if Fields has a poor game, then he can then he, he can be like, oh, well, the, the, the plan was to play uh, Dalton regardless. Yeah, that's true. He definitely can. It'll be easier, I guess what I'm saying, to... Or, it would be easier to put Dalton back in, but the fans will not allow that. Yeah, even they'll, after a they'll be mad about it for sure. Um, 
So we were all wrong. You, me, and Tyler were all wrong about that one. Fine. The next one is the uh, Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and we all pick Cleveland. Yeah, we all we all got this one. We all got it. I will say though, Houston has impressed me still because they it was a close game. What did they? I can't remember. Thirty-one twenty-one. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was a one possession game, but still twenty or ten points by the Browns, and it was in Cleveland. I mean, Tyra Taylor got hurt. They did. What is that guy? The head coach's name that I keep I keep forgetting the head coach for. The oh, Texans. I know. Me too. Um, but he made the most boneheaded call. I don't know if you saw it. Damn, I can't even find it. Uh, so it was it was third and fifteen for the Texans. And they had a 13-yard play, which then brought up a fourth and two. However, the Browns were off sides. So he had a choice. And so he could have either accepted the penalty, which would have then given the Texans the ball. And, well, the Texans already had the ball. But they would have, they would have had the chance for a third and ten. And he declined it. So he took the play... <laughs> Which gave him a fourth and two, and then he punted the ball. Oh my goodness! I'm like, I don't understand. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that, his name's David Cully, by the way. Yeah, that's what it is. David I, Cully. I was like, it starts with a C. I can't remember what it is. Um, is that a? He's been in the league a long time, as far as I know. Is do you think that that is a, a moment just got the best of him kind of thing, or because I, I I like to think that these head coaches have people in their ears. Advising them on what to do, mm-hmm. so I, 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 that can't be like everybody as a group is like, let's do that, let's forego having another shot of this and just punt the ball. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just the head coach like, just missing it. Like, so, I don't know. so I can't imagine. Him, then. I, I would assume. I can't imagine people in the booth would have been like, yeah, definitely do that thing that makes no sense. <laughs> no, you would definitely think decline so. the penalty and then and then punt the ball. Like, why wouldn't you take another shot? Yeah, why not try again? If you're, especially if you're going to punt it. You're going to punt it anyway if you didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe there's some, like, galaxy brain thing that I'm not thinking yeah. of here where punting was the best option. Yeah, maybe you and I don't know what the hell we're talking about. That's very plausible. Um, <laughs> notable things. Tyra Taylor got hurt. Davis Mills came in. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Mark Ingram was the carry machine again for them. And by carry machine, I mean he led them in carries. How many did he have? Like, 13? 14 carries. 14. Um... Baker Mayfield, 19 for 21, 213 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Hey, cut it out, you. Um, weird to me, Kareem Hunt had more carries than Nick Chubb in this game. Yeah, I wonder if that's just game script. Just wanting to keep Chubb fresh. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Like, uh, like they were ahead. They didn't need to. They didn't need to destroy his body with a bunch of carries. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, he but he was super efficient. Chubb was eleven attempts, ninety five yards, and a touchdown. So yeah, that Browns good. rushing attack is no joke. Yeah, I, I mean when you have Chubb and Hunt, you can just you know at any at any given moment you can just hand the ball to either one. Yeah, they could legit run all day. And they really could run it all day. Uh, what's next here? Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at. You're we good. have Broncos Jaguars. Rigging informs me that I have lost yet another water bet as it concerns this game. I th- I thought so. I'll have to go listen back. Um, I believe you. I, this isn't a. This is not a. I don't believe you thing. I just. 
have to stop making water bets off of random games. It wasn't random. It's it's your lack of faith in the Broncos oh, and okay. my faith of the Broncos. I think that made that bet a thing. Um, okay, that makes sense. Uh, in that game, though, we're going to check on Trevor Lawrence. He threw two picks. I know that. 14 for 33 for 118 yards. Oof. It wasn't a great day. 118 yards on 33 attempts. A touchdown and two interceptions. Yeah, not not great for... He's a rookie, though. So, yeah. I mean, I should probably stop hating on him so much because he's just a rookie. Teddy B, though. He's he, looking good. 26 of 34. That's, that's a very good completion percentage for 328 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Cortland Sutton had like nine for like 120 or something like that. 159 yards receiving. 159. Insane. Nine receptions from 12 targets. Wow. And the running backs, Williams and Gordon, split 13 apiece. Yeah, I kind of expect that going forward. That they're just, they're strictly like a 50-50 kind of deal. And the Broncos won this game, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if I said that. 23-2-13. Mm-hmm. Um, Rams at Colts. Uh, Carson Wentz got hurt in this game. That pisses me off. You'll be fine, buddy. Is he hurt, hurt? Or I mean, is he he'll, like... be, he'll be fine. I don't know, dude. I'm picking up the Titans defense in every fantasy league I'm in. <laughs> Just in case Jacob Eason is the, is the quarterback. We all picked the Rams here, and the Rams did win, although it was a one-score game. It was really close. Yeah. There, was a, there was a couple drives there. And maybe I'm just saying this because I have the Rams running back in, in our league, right? Yeah. But I'm like, why aren't you guys running the ball? You're up by like 10. Run yeah. the ball. And they kept trying to pass it. And they went three and out like three drives in a row. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Run the ball. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, it let the Colts get back into the game. They drive me crazy. 13 attempts to Henderson, 10 attempts to Michelle. Um, and Michelle didn't get any attempts either until Henderson went down. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, they they both had over four yards of carry. So, yeah, I don't know why yeah, you would Yeah, they both did really well. Why you wouldn't have run the ball more. Uh, Carson Wentz was 20 for 31, 247 yards, a touchdown and interception. He was sacked three times. Um, and when did he go out? What what quarter did he go out? I want to say he went out in the fourth. Okay. But I don't know 100%. Yeah, if Eason plays, then you should probably go pick up. Uh, whoever is playing. What are the Titans, you said? Titans defense. Uh, you, me, and Tyler, we both, we all three got that game right. Dope. Nice. Raiders at the Steelers. Ooh, Raiders-Steelers. That game was uh, close. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm the only one with the Raiders? That's surprising. Look at me. 26-17. Um, and I want to check real quick. Ben Roethlisberger, 27 for 40. Oh, okay. 295, a touchdown or interception. Okay. He did from, I'm pretty sure he has a torn pectoral muscle. Ooh. Or at least he has he has some sort of pectoral injury. I don't know if they've come clear on what exactly it is. I didn't even know he got hurt. That just came out today. Like, oh. Just came out an hour ago, maybe. Oh, man. So here comes Haskins. <laughs> Yeah. Is that who's backup, or is it still Rudolph? I'm pretty sure it's Haskins. Oh, jeez. Although I don't know 100%. I did see some people tweeting Haskins season, so maybe. Oh. Well, uh, Derek Carr was the opposite. 28 for 37, 382 yards, and two touchdowns. Derek so, Carr, uh, current dark horse for MVP. Yeah, he's killing it. Um, Which is funny, because we had that little debate during our ranking of our quarterback, quarterbacks where I put, the, I put Carr too low. And then I came on the next episode and was like, you know what? I'm reevaluating. I'm going to put Carr a little bit higher. 
What's the difference? Well, why are the Raiders playing so much better this year? And it's only been two games, so we're yeah, not over. It's only two games, but it is kind of crazy to see that they came back and beat the Ravens, and then they really kind of just controlled this game against the Steelers the whole time. I mean, it was it was a close game, but they controlled the game. Yeah. Um, the I didn't. So again, I didn't see a lot. Where normally I would have watched a lot of red zone and stuff, so I didn't see a bunch of the stuff. So I'm sort of relying on you for game time mm-hmm. things. I. I wasn't convinced when the Steelers beat the Bills that the Steelers were going to be this team that was going to I wasn't either. win a ton of games. I don't I don't think this I don't think this loss says I think this this game says more about the Raiders than it does about yeah. the Steelers to me. Uh, I think the Steelers are probably fringe wild card and I think the Raiders are actually a team we have to look at. Yeah, contender in their division with the Chiefs. I think that the the Raiders there was more to, to take from the Raiders beating the Ravens than there was from the Steelers beating the Bills. I yeah, think and I think there's more to take from the um, from the Raiders beating the Ravens than the Raiders beating the Steelers, if that makes any sense. Is that what I said? No, you said the Steelers beating the Bills. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I but I agree with that also. Yeah, I'm just saying that this game didn't say it it didn't say more about the Raiders and it didn't say less about the Steelers to me. Yeah, if that makes any sense at all. Either either way, were we all wrong on this? Oh no, you said no, you had the I Raiders. Was, right? I picked the Raiders. Well, good call, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, that was probably the biggest upset that any of us got right. Was it an upset? Were the Steelers favored? I would say so, oh. especially after beating the. I'm I'm pretty sure they were six point favorites. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. And they were home, so. And, oh yeah. Okay. So you get points just for being home. Um. Next, we have the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. This one was tough to watch. All three of us picked the Patriots. So. We got it right. Good job, man. I'm so excited. That's got to be a plus, right? That's got to be a silver lining. Well, no. No, it's not. Um, um, yeah, so that was a, it was a tough game to watch. I mean, for anybody that wants, like, I'm not going to give my whole opinion here, but basically if you want to hear... Or read, I guess, what I thought of the game. Then you can go check out GodzillaMedia.com where I where I put up a uh, a recap of the game. Um, I, I I briefly go over each one of Zach Wilson's interceptions and how awful I thought they were. They were all terrible, terrible decisions, awful passes, um, all things I expect rookies to do, just not all in the same game. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back. I'm not real worried about who he is as a quarterback yet. Um, because I mean it's only game two, and he's got a while to go. Yeah. Um, I I was really optimistic about how the rest of the team looked. Ironically, in in a game where we lost by nineteen points at home. Yeah. Um, the rushing game, like our running game, was really solid. We ran for over one hundred and fifty yards. I think we averaged four point nine a carry or something like that. Uh, the lowest. I mean, I don't see total, but I'll tell you right now, the lowest yards per carry any one of the the carriers had was four point two, and that came from Ty Johnson. Yeah, that's the lowest yards per carry of anybody who ran with the ball. Yeah, I think uh, as a team, I'm pretty sure it was thirty one carries for like one hundred and fifty three yards or something like that. Um, yes, but um, the wide receivers were all right. The O line had a really good bounce back game. And which was great because they looked like absolute trash in Carolina in week one. And then the D-line got some pressure. We had three sacks against um, Mac Jones. 
And the defense actually, as a whole, did a pretty good job of giving the offense, like, we got the, we gave them the ball back, like, you know, pretty quickly. <laughs> there, yeah. And there was a lot of... A couple of times. And there was a lot of, like, holding and, um, I mean, in the sense that, like, the Patriots had a lot of short field yeah. um, possessions, and the Jets would hold them to either a field goal or, or they would get a sack and knock them out of field goal range. And the defense played really, uh, really well. I was yeah. happy with how they played. There was only there was one play that I thought in particular where the defense was like, "Oh my god, it was awful," and I I could live with it because at this point the Jets were losing so bad that I just was like, "You know what? Let's get Damian Harris's touchdown because I have him on my fantasy team." <laughs> and and so he ran. He had a twenty six yard touchdown against the Jets, and I think the Jets missed seven tackles on that play. Oh, good. So if you want to watch a highlight, then go watch that because that was Beast Mode Junior. Um. Yeah, uh, just for reference, Zach Wilson was 19 for 33, 210 yards and four interceptions, as Rigney already said. Um, and you guys did run the uh, – just looking at the stat sheet, because I saw zero highlights on that game. I, and it's almost said that the only news that came out of that game was that Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, right? I didn't. Yeah. As somebody who is not, like, a Jets fan, so hearing anything that came from that game, that's the only thing that's like – there has to be more to that game than just Zach Wilson throwing four picks. Honestly, that dictated the whole game, though. If Zach Wilson plays a clean game, the Jets win that game. Okay. I'm very convinced of that. I think um, the Jets outplayed the Patriots in every other fashion of the game. The On the other side of the ball, Mac Jones was 22 for 30, 186 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 22 completions for only, what was it, 186, 186 yards? 186 yards. You see what I mean? Like It was yeah. all dink and dunk passes. The Jets were really good at tackling and limiting like the yardage and... Just keeping everybody in front of them, they played really solid defense. Yeah, it was just it was just the four interceptions. Like you, it's hard enough to win this, like to win in the NFL if the turnover differential is even, much less if we're down four. That's true. You and know what I mean? Like we were negative four in the turnover differential for this game, so you're going to yeah. lose that game like ninety nine percent of the time. And it's good to see the positives in the defense, especially considering they probably had very short field to work with four different times in this game. Yeah, it was rough. So we won't make you relive that over and over again. But you guys should go go check out Rigney's articles because he covers the Jets for Godzilla Media. Yeah, I do. Oh, so um, I think we're gonna you know shoot it over to Gaz for a minute, and then we'll finish up the recap. Yeah. Hey, buddy. We will be back to this Godzilla Media podcast in a moment, but first we got to give love to our sponsors. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. This fall, how are you going to get into that new ride? Where are you going to go? Are you looking through these car dealerships across upstate New York and not finding the exact vehicle that you want? Well, Mohawk Honda always has the ride you're looking for. The inventory is the best in upstate New York. And also take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book offer going on right now. You stop in, you might be walking out with cash in your hand that very same day. And even if you don't buy, they're going to work with you to find out exactly what you want with that ride you're hoping for for the future. Love the crew at Mohawk Honda. I know from experience, the pilots sitting in my driveway right now love driving around across upstate New York, whether I'm heading to Syracuse, whether I'm visiting friends and family across this great empire state. It happens, I don't have to worry about it. Because of Mohawk Honda. Do the same for yourself. Now, make the drive out to Glenville. Say what's up to my guy, Greg Johnson, who's always taking care of me. And like I always say, walk into Mohawk Honda and be like, I'm here for hot sauce. I'm here for the VIP man. Those are some of the nicknames of the great people you're going to be working with in Mohawk Honda. Also, I give love to my guy, Cam McKenna, too. He worked with me and my ride. All the wonderful people, family, 
owned and operated the Herodin family. Even Andy Gelcher. I say like even Andy Gelcher. He's doing a great job with them too. Hopefully you see him next month with your show for Mohawk Honda. Everything you need. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And we got to give love to our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. The heating is starting to change in your house. Maybe, is it? Now with the fall weather on the way, it's your opportunity to get that furnace changed, get that new control board, the blower motor you might need for your home, or you're looking for an upgrade just to your heating system. The place to do that is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Make sure it is heated properly. A family-owned and operated business. They've been helping Capital Region citizens for now decades plus in Troy, New York. Located right there on 6th Avenue. And whether you need some help in store or online, they have that covered for you. Whatever you want to do, stop at 6th Avenue or check them out. Or call them, 518-272-5922. Say what's up to my guy Tom and Georgia, Kevin and James. The whole staff wants to work with you. Do not put this off. The cold weather is going to be coming. You're going to wonder how you can heat your home the right way, in the safest way, in the most efficient way. Don't waste any time. Johnstone Supply and Troy has that for you. Check them out, 6th Avenue. And one more time for that number, 518-272-5922. Come back to my guys, Trav and Rigney. All right, so moving right along here. We are on Panthers, excuse me, the Saints at the Panthers. Yeah, and I was surprised by this one. Yeah, especially since the Saints just came off a whomping of the Packers, and then they got whomped on themselves. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are trying to take away that the fact that, like, this is going to sound anti-Sam Darnold for me, which isn't true at all, but um, people are saying, like, oh my god, Sam Darnold and that offense looks really good. I think the Panthers' defense looks amazing. Yeah, they do look good. Their defensive line is no joke. Um, like, Brian Burns is a monster. That's what I was just going to say. Is I was... I'm glad that you spoke first because I'm like, who's the young guy in the line? I can't think of his name right now. And then you said it. Yeah, Brian Burns is an absolute monster. Um, I, I can't. I won't speak for their offense. Sam Darnold was 26 for 38, 305 passing, two touchdowns and an interception. He had a good day. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Christian McCaffrey had 24 carries for 72 yards. That's not a great average. He did have a touchdown. Um. He had five grabs for 65 yards. A very Christian McCaffrey day. Yeah. Um, he sees the ball more than anybody in the NFL, and that'll always be the case. But that's also going to be why at some point he's going to get hurt again because you can't give a guy 30 touches in a game per game for now 17 games a year. Right. That's not going to be something they're going to be able to do. They should probably temper that a little bit. If they yeah, want. they should. And they said that they were going to do that too, which is like – during the week one broadcast against the Jets, that's all the that's all like the color team was saying. Basically, like the play by play guys were like, "Oh, you know, well, Coach Rule came out and said that they were going to limit McCaffrey's touches, and they didn't want him being, you know, the focal point. <clears throat> Excuse me, the focal point of the offense, and that's exactly what he was. Yeah, <laughs> he had almost two hundred all purpose yards against the Jets, and it's it's like. One of those things, like, you know you can't stop it, so they can just keep doing it. But in this case, it's about longevity. You can't... If you do have something, such a, an unbelievable weapon, don't run him into the ground, right? You right. Need, it's only week two. Stretch it out a little bit. Like, Especially they won in the game, game where they didn't need to keep yeah, feeding him. I was going to say, you won this game 26-7. to 7. Like, take him... Give him some breathers, you yeah. know Yeah, I mean? put Chuba in. Yeah, and speaking of which, Chuba, which I hate... I know that's how it's pronounced, but it totally it looks, looks like Chuba, and you want to say yeah. plus Hubba, like you yeah. know, yeah. Um, but uh, on the other side of the ball, though, Jameis Winston 
there's some things to be said here, right? Because I, even with a, as bad a day as he had, let me remind you that he's still the best quarterback on their roster. I agree. Um, I will say I have concern two weeks in a row about his yardage because mm-hmm. it, you get a pass the first week because the Saints started with the ball so often in Green Bay territory. But I don't think that was the case this time. Right. So only having 111 yards or, or passing, there's a concern there. Is it a wide receiver? Are they missing weapons? Or I mean, they don't have the best wide receiver weapons currently, on, like, just in general. Um, however, I was very disappointed with Kamara's output. You would think yeah. in a game where they're out, and Kamara is honestly the best receiver on their team right now, and he didn't do anything. He had eight carries for five yards. He had four receptions for 25 yards. Like he, he should have been in the McCaffrey role in that, at, at that point. You know what I mean? Getting him like 11. Did he have, Did he get hurt at all? I, usually when I see a stat line like that, I assume maybe he took a, he took a lump and they just were like, you know what, we're not going to risk it kind of thing. I didn't watch the game, so I can't, but I can't I didn't, tell you. But I didn't see, I didn't see any, Yeah, I didn't see anything like that. I have like Adam Schefter like tweets that blow up my phone, and yeah. there was nothing about him leaving. I saw all the quarterbacks that left during these games, but I didn't see anything about Kamara leaving. So I'm assuming he did not get hurt. Um, no, I don't think he did. Uh, moving to Buffalo in Miami and damn. Yeah. This is one where the quarterback got hurt. And I gotta say, this is probably the game where people were like, Oh, I guess Tua is good. Only because I think if Tua stays in this game, it's not 35 to nothing. No, no, but the fact that he got out and he got out early, the Bills just destroyed the Dolphins yeah, after that. That was a massacre. And they destroyed him without even looking great. Like the like Josh Allen didn't really do much. I mean, Singletary had like a 40-something yard run like the second play of scrimmage or something like yeah, that. So it kind of really set the tone. yards. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen was 17 for 33, 179 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Yeah, so nothing crazy. And he, he carried the ball five times for 35 yards. So, no, nothing out that, that blows you away. They, I mean, they won that game, I'm assuming, because they ran the crap out of the ball. I think they had three turnovers, a bunch of sacks. Yeah. I played I played against the Bills defense in fantasy, so I knew that they were doing well. Yep. <laughs> um, they Moss, got like 17 points for Corey. Singletary was the better ball carrier of the game, but Moss is the one that came away with more touchdowns. Yeah, he scored two touchdowns. So I'm, that one, there's not a ton to be said. Two is hurt. Um, I saw. I will say I saw from the updates. Two a carted off, and then an hour later I saw won't return with rib injury. And I thought to myself, how often is a guy carted off the field for a rib injury? Yeah, it did seem kind of weird. Um, so I don't know exactly like the extent of the rib injury. I do know it's cartilage, something to do with cartilage, though. So I don't know exactly what that means or how long of a healing process that is. I know anything with the ribs is is bad. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, though. But they say that it's possible that he can play this week. Uh, who, who's back up? Brissett? Yeah. I'm expecting Brissett to play, honestly. Yeah, I, would, I, I mean, even if he's not, like, catastrophically injured, I don't, there's no need to rush him back, especially for a guy that struggled with injuries in the past. Let him, let him heal up. Uh, moving along, though, Rigney's second favorite team, the Cardinals, 
Hey, I am kind of rooting for the Cardinals. I, I am too, a lot. though. I am too. Even though they're an NFC team, I am too. Whenever I don't know what it is about the Cardinals, I've always had like a soft spot for them, and it's like even like back when Kurt Warner played for them, and they got to the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Like I was pulling for them then too, and I don't know. Yeah, they they won thirty four to thirty three. That was an insane game. I didn't get. I heard about it. Being I insane. watched that entire game. Uh, I just got to look at Kyler Murray's stat line. Oh yeah, he did Kyler Murray things. He threw more interceptions than I thought he was going to, but 29 for 36, that's a good completion percentage. 400 yards passing and three touchdowns. It's a bit. Or, yeah, three touchdowns. And he carried the ball five times for 31 yards and another touchdown. So how are you enjoying your fantasy MVP so far? Well, um, so last week he scored me 41 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this week he, I was like, well, that might be his best week. There's no way he's going to top that. 41.1. Oh. <laughs> Getting better every week. A little bit. Um, Ron, Rondell Moore, though, was the was the receiver to be had for the Cardinals. He had seven receptions from eight targets mm-hmm. on 114 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I will say though, one of his one of his touchdowns was like the the bulk of his yardage. Yeah, I think he had like a 77 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, That's exactly right. Look at you, stat machine. Hey man, I remember things. Hey man. I did watch that whole game, though. Um, but, yeah, this game came down to the Vikings losing due to their kicker. The, the kicker missed an extra point and the and the uh, the potential game-winning field goal, which was like a 37-yarder. Yeah, Kirk Cousins had a, had a pretty good day. 22 for 32, 244 yards and three touchdowns. Kirk Cousins looked great. It's the second game in a row. They just look good. I see that he found Justin Jefferson in the end zone. Good yep. riddance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like Justin Jefferson. Uh he targeted Justin Jefferson ten times. This reeks of squeaky wheel to me because yeah, because they fed Thielen last week, and anytime he threw it to Jefferson last week, it was an absolute garbage throw. So this reeks of like, hey man, could you maybe step it up for me this week? Because uh, he was easily he was a he was easily their most targeted receiver, and he wasn't he wasn't the best receiver on the field though. That would that award goes to Osborne, who had five grabs, ninety one yards, and a touchdown. I believe he played well last week too. Yeah, Osborne also is a uh, was like a recipient of like a huge pass play at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, sixty four yards. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like a seventy yarder or something like that for a touchdown. Yeah, so uh, that one's a heartbreaker for Minnesota. I mean, I, I don't really two, like the Vikings. I don't like the Vikings a lot so, either. Two two super close games in a row though. Yeah. They lost the they lost to the Bengals in Week One in overtime, and then this one. Last second field goal miss. Uh, very Charger-ish of the Vikings to lose these games like this. They could totally be 2-0 right now. Yeah, easily. Uh, next we have Dallas. And the Chargers. LA, LA Chargers. And how did they lose the game? <laughs> like uh, the Chargers game. Oh, I know, yeah. that. So I was listening to this game in the car on the way back. Yeah. And um, it seemed, just from like hearing it, so, like, I was playing the game on Hulu. Like, I could technically watch it, but I wasn't because I was driving. Mm-hmm. But I only wanted it so that I could hear it. Yeah. And from what I'm listening to, it sounded... I, there are a couple things. One, it sounded like the Chargers just could not punch the ball in. It just sounded like they just kept getting in the red zone, and then something would happen. And they couldn't... They yeah, just couldn't well, get... that's why I was asking about the 49ers-Eagles game, because the similar thing kept happening. It... Neither team played great defense. So how this how this score ended up being like twenty to seventeen or whatever it was is wild yeah, to me. Twenty to seventeen because 
neither I had this game on my main TV while I was watching the Eagles game on my or the, I'm sorry the Cardinals game on my phone. Yeah. Um. So I was, which ironically enough, I was paying more attention to my phone than the TV. But uh, yeah, the neither team really looked good in this game. The Cardinals or or the I'm sorry the Chargers or the Cowboys neither team really looked that's that good. It's funny. It's funny to hear you say that because based off of like quickly ESPN this morning when I was listening to and then the post game show after the game yesterday, all I heard about was how good the Cowboys looked. I think myself like no, I didn't they look good at all. Dak looked terrible, and that, I, that, that was it was easily Dak's worst game he's ever won. Oh really? If I if I could say that, well, yeah. Well, let's go ahead. And, I wasn't. I hate the Cowboys. I wasn't even going to touch the screen where their logo is, but. Um, Dak Prescott was 23 for 27. That's a good completion percentage. 237 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. He just, it was just dink and dunk stuff, though. The Cowboys' rush, running game is what won them this game. Oh, yeah. Opinion. Pollard had 13 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. Zeke had 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. And Pollard had three grabs for 31 yards. Look at Pollard. I'll take it. Yeah. Glad he did all that on my bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Dak, Dak's percentage was good, but it was just, he was throwing high percentage throws. Yeah, yeah. So he, was, he wasn't really like, you know, it, it was nothing like the game he had against the Bucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'd rather have the game where his stat line doesn't look as good and they win. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying like from an optics point of view, he didn't look nearly as good as he did in week one. No. Um, but also, Amari uh, Cooper dropped, I think, like three passes. Oh, did he? And that, and I'm pretty sure that contributed to half of Dak's incompletions. So oh, it doesn't show me drops. But Cooper was three grabs for 24 yards. CD Lamb was the receiver to have. He had eight grabs for 81 yards on nine targets. And CD Lamb was the one dropping passes week one. Yeah, CD Lamb was the most targeted receiver on the Cowboys. Justin Herbert was 31 for 41, 338 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. And he's been really underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, for a guy that made both of our top 10 lists. I mean, uh, he had an 87.2 passer rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. As I'm going through with these, Bleacher Report, it shows... I'll show... You guys can't see. It shows the quarterback, and then it shows like a little icon here to show you like how it was. And I'm noticing, so like... I, Forget which quarter. Somebody we just looked at some quarterback and it had a fire icon. Um, Zach Wilson's had the garbage can yeah. logo from like you'd see in a subway. That, you know, somebody throwing something away. Yep. And it was like Jameis Winston's had like a, was just like the poop emoji. So it was like, <laughs> what's worse, the garbage can? I don't know. Poop emoji? I'm just wondering, like, why is Bleacher Report putting logos next to all the quarterbacks' performance? It's, it's funny, it's, but yeah, Herbert's was like the OK symbol. Yeah, it was like uh, he was fine. He was it was serviceable. Um, you and I got that game right. Tyler got that. Nope. Yeah, you and I got that game right. Tyler got that game wrong. Um, next we have Tennessee at Seattle. That was a very good game. Another one I was listening to. That one was a good game. Um, Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things. Yeah, it took him until like the third quarter to get there, but he ended up being an absolute. If I told you that Derrick Henry had 182 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and he averaged 5.2 yards a carry, how many rushing attempts would you think he had? I would just have to do math because you told me the attempts. But I can't do that right now. No, I told you the yards. I mean, you told me the yards per carry. And the average. But I can't yeah. do that right now. So I'm going to guess like 30. That's true. I gave you all everything you needed. Uh, 35. <laughs> 35. They gave the I ball to Derrick Henry 35 times. He also caught like six passes. Yeah, he touched the ball 41 times in this yeah. game. Yeah. It's wild. Um, 
Brian Tannehill was 27 for 40, 347 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Julio Jones was robbed of a touchdown. I saw that. Uh, was he, though? Because I saw it, and he definitely was out. Really? I, the back of his heel, because the, the, the foot has to... I would say the foot has to come down, uh, or... A toe drag is usually enough, right? Like, you see a guy catch on the sideline, and right. it drags toes. That's usually enough. Right. But I think because they weren't sure of, the, of where... If he had full possession, the heel touching that line out of bounds made it out of bounds. But isn't that weird? It would be, but I, because I still two, think... Because if you're standing on the sideline, right, and you have your tiptoes inside, only your tippy toes inside of the line, yeah. and then you catch the ball, and then you take a step out of bounds, is that not the same as getting your tiptoes in the back of the end zone? No, it should touching? be. That's what I'm saying. It should be the same. I, I'm, I'm saying... You're saying per rule. In their, in their description of what happened... It sounded to me like they're saying they were saying they weren't sure he had full possession while that second foot toe was dragging and landed, and then the heel hit, and then because they, did they call it a touchdown on the field? I don't remember. I actually don't know. I didn't see it. I think they called it a touchdown on the field and overturned it. Okay, is that was the way I think? See that if down. that if that's the case, then that would make me more mad because I feel like you need indisputable yeah. evidence to change the ruling on a field. Uh, I will say the part where. I was like, yeah, that's out. Is I saw it twice, uh, and I had obviously I did so when the car was stopped both times. Mm-hmm. Or the first time I saw it, heel was touching white line. I'm like, yeah, he, he's out. I don't understand what the problem is. And then the other one I saw was other foot had already come down. He had ball and toe was touching end zone, no white line. I'm like, wait a minute here, that <laughs> is a touchdown. So I, 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 but I went with what they said because it's the sort of the same thing as like uh, somebody diving over the. Over like the goal line with the ball, and then losing possession after they, after they already crossed the line, right? Like yeah. all you need is the tip of that ball to hit that white line, and once that happens, that's a touchdown. Hands are in the air. Yeah. But if if you dive over and you lose it, then like it it doesn't matter that you lost it because it's 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 still a touchdown. Yeah. That that's why in my mind I was like that should still be a touchdown because feet are down. Yeah. Ball secure. But, I mean. The- but maybe they just like whatever they couldn't figure out if they wanted to if the ball was like secure enough. I, I get that. Yeah, I was in, I was just gonna say I think that they in my mind the, the only the one way I that it didn't make sense to me was normally if a guy makes a diving catch and he's running towards the sideline he just has to drag his two toes he never has to have the heel of both his feet down right so, like that would be where I would probably be pretty frustrated with that call. Right, I agree. All right, so we all picked Seattle that one. We lost. We lost, all three of us. Uh, the next game we have on here is Tampa Bay and Atlanta. This is the one we gave the least amount of analysis for beforehand. Yeah, because none was needed. Yeah, we were just like, so Tampa Bay, right? We're all on Tampa yeah. Bay. And the score was 48-25. to And let's be real, I don't. as far as I heard, it wasn't really that close. It's even if, as close as that looks. Yeah, I mean... Brady's just a different person. Like <laughs> he's not the, real. He's not. He, I don't mean different person than who he like who he used to be. He's just a different type of person than like anybody else in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, and Rigney is of course referring to Tom Brady's twenty four for thirty six, two hundred seventy six yards passing and five passing touchdowns. Yeah. So he had two to Gronk. He had two to Evans and one to uh, Godwin. Bam. Um, Gronkowski had a very good. Fantasy day, really. I mean, he had a good day in football because he caught touchdowns. But he had four grabs for 39 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 
my point I'm going to make here is that Tom Brady spreads the ball like it's nobody's business. Yeah. Because uh, the most receptions on the team was Evans with five. Then there were three other people with four. And two of those people had touchdowns. So all three of them had touchdowns, two of which had multiple. Yeah. It's like, the dude is a ball-spreading machine. Um, on the other side, though... Matt Ryan actually looked like he could command an offense a little bit. He looked, he looked like he plays... Uh, he also got the uh, OK icon on Bleacher Report. Because he didn't look like he could command an offense against Philly. No, he didn't. Uh, did Josh Rosen play in this game for some reason? Uh, not to my knowledge, but maybe he did. Maybe he got benched. Not benched, but like they just yeah. put him in at the end of the game. Well, he was 0 for 2 with nothing. Well, that's good. Bleacher that Report sounds... used the same one they used for Zach Wilson with the garbage can. Sounds very... Matt Ryan was 35 for 46, 300 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. They can't they can't run the ball to save their lives, can no, they? No, they're not real big into running the ball. They they run through the air. They're like what the Patriots used to do. They run through the air. <laughs> yeah, where they just, you know, dump offs to their running backs and stuff like that. Um, count I believe Cordell Patterson had had two touchdowns. Cordell Patterson had one rushing touchdown. Is it Cordell or Cordell? 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 Cordero Patterson. I never know how to pronounce it. Had name. one rushing touchdown, and Cordell Patterson had one receiving touchdown. So he had a stupid fantasy day that probably made a lot of people mad. It at least made I think Evan mad. I think that's who Victor played. Okay. I mean, there's not a lot to be said. The Bucks won forty-eight to twenty-five. Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. No headache. I'm sorry. Um. Then. Sunday night was a very interesting game, and that was um, Kansas City at Baltimore. This game started off the rip with a pick six thrown by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and then I believe he he went down the—he drove down the field again and then threw another interception. I don't know if that was the following drive, but it was still in like the—it was either the— End of the first quarter or early second quarter? It was early in the game. He threw two picks. Yeah. Um, he threw one unbelievable pass where he wasn't even on his feet when he threw it uh, up the seam. I can't remember who. I think it was to Hollywood Brown, if I remember correctly. Potentially. Uh, I, think, was, I fell asleep during this He game. was wide, wide open. There was nobody even near him, but there was tons of pressure on Lamar Jackson. He was in the pocket, and he just yeah. was not even on feet anymore. He just jumped and threw one. And I was like, dude... Because there are times where I will be the first to tell you that I don't think Lamar Jackson's a good passer. And then he'll go and do things where he doesn't even need to be on his feet to throw. He didn't need to be, it didn't need to be accurate because there was nobody near him when he caught it. But the idea that he escaped the pressure like he did and then put one even in the vicinity with the kind of pressure he had on him Mm -hmm. is, he, the dude is an unbelievable talent. Like, yeah. Super talented. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it must... It's got to be... And Andy Reid's a very good coach, so it's got to be, like, super tough to come up with a game plan for somebody like Lamar Jackson. And that was his first win against the Chiefs. Yeah. And I would never... I would have just assumed the Ravens were never going to beat the Chiefs, as long as Pat Mahomes was the quarterback. This seemed like a very... Like, this seems like it's going to be one of those, like, rivalries that's going to last a decade, decade and a half type of deal, where uh, people are going to remember... The Mahomes and and Lamar rivalry in that sense, much like I think Brady and Manning, were, yeah, you know, was like it was like that through like the two thousands. Yeah, I'm down for that though because these are two guys who are different. They play different styles, but they're both like 
explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Mahomes was twenty. Excuse me, Patrick Mahomes was twenty four for thirty one, three hundred forty three yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Um, and his interception was bad. Yeah, I heard about it. Uh, he was falling down, and he tried to like flip it to. Who I don't remember they, who it was. Somebody but. was busting balls because they were like, they were like, oh man, oh it was it was somebody's. It was an ESPN analyst commentating of an exact play that looked just like that that Baker Mayfield did, and they just put that audio on Pat Mahomes, and it fit perfect. Oh, and they were right. like, this is why he's not a good quarterback. This is why he's not going to make it in the NFL, because he does stupid things like this, throwing it from his knee or throwing it when he's almost down into a, into a bunch of guys where he doesn't even have a single <laughs> receiver. And it fits so perfect. And, yeah. and, the dude, and then it just cut to the dude, and he was just looking at him like, there's 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 plenty of times where some of the best quarterbacks in the league they try to get away with these yeah. passes. I mean, Favre did it for years where he yeah. would try and get away with he a lot is, of these passes. He is the worst with that. Just sort of hero ball. Yeah. Uh Lamar Jackson was 18 for 26, 239 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Which that right there you go, that's not like a great passing day. However, that is not all Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson also carried the ball 16 times for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Wild. So He's now third in the league for rushing. Yeah. As a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be... Only behind Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. Yeah, Derrick Henry just had ran for 185 yards. Um, the Baltimore Ravens did win this game in overtime. Uh, or, shoot, not overtime. 36-35 and almost went overtime. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson had a very, very good drive. I will say I really liked John Harbaugh. Did you see the clip of, of Harbaugh? Yeah, I asked him if he wanted to go for it. He's like, Lamar, you want to go for this? All right, cool. He said, what do you want to do? He's like, okay. And then he didn't. And then he's just like, okay. Yeah, you try got to trust your guy. You yep. know what I mean? You, 100%. He leads your offense. You guys, you game plan together all week. Trust him with the ball. Let him do his thing. Why not? And clearly it paid off. Um, you and I, well, all three of us got that game right. No, wrong, excuse me. Right? I just got the game wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I picked the Chiefs. Yeah, we all picked the Chiefs. Um, and then finally, Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, last night I was telling Murph, this game, the Lions were up, right? They scored first. They were up 7 nothing, And mm-hmm. I told Murph that I was like... And they were up 17-13, I think, at half? Or 17-14 Something at half. like that. And I was like, dude, don't worry. Oh, because Hawkinson had scored. And uh, I was busting balls because I had him on my fantasy team. And I was like, yes, Hawkins had scored. And he was like, dude, shut up. And I was like, yo, the Packers are going to win this game by 20. Don't worry about it. And then they came, they scored. They didn't win by 20, but they scored a bunch of points. They won they by won, 18. That's they almost close. won by 20. Um, this game was Aaron Jones played out of his mind. Aaron Rodgers did uh, Aaron Rodgers things, but he threw it to Jones a lot, I feel like. Can I just say... I only like this when it impacts my guys for fantasy, but the the quarterback little one foot pitch to the running back, yeah, that should not be a passing touchdown. As long as it's forward, I know it's forward, but it's it's one it's a it's a yeah, one foot. Like he didn't have to do anything really. I mean, couldn't a toss technically be a a, a passing touchdown? Well, then? the toss is always behind. It's that. usually back, but I'm just saying it could be technically. Yeah. I mean, it's the same motion, really. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's just, you know, the orientation of the ball. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 22 for 27, 255 yards and four touchdowns. That's he a had, very good play. He had five incompletions, and four of them were to MVS. Wow. Uh, One of them was Rodgers' fault, though. 
One of them was just an awful pass. It was when they were on the goal line. MVS was open. He was right there. Do you know who the other one was? The other one was Devontae Adams in the end zone. So he was... I I didn't even know that until you just said it. But I'm looking at... Because it shows me targets and receptions. And I'm looking at it. Tanyan, three targets, three receptions. Aaron Jones, six targets, six receptions. Cobb, three targets, three receptions. Dylan, same one-one. Valdez Scantling, four targets, zero, zero receptions. Yeah. And then Devontae Adams had nine targets for eight receptions. 121 yards, though. Yeah. Tanyan, huh? 52 yards and a touchdown? He saved some fantasy days last night. He's back. Fantasy nights. Um, Aaron Jones had 17 carries for six, 67 yards and a touchdown, but he also had six receptions for 48 yards and three touchdowns. So, Jesus. <laughs> now, I have to ask, how did you watch this game? Normal broadcast or the Manning broadcast? Uh, normal, because I forgot. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I watched the Manning broadcast, and the the guests were supposed to be Brett Favre for the first quarter, and then Patrick Willett, oh no, I'm sorry, Rob Gronkowski for the second, Patrick Willis for the third, and then Pat McAfee for the fourth. And Brett Favre just didn't show up for the first quarter, and apparently they announced it like at the second quarter, Peyton Manning was like... Yeah, Brett Favre was supposed to be here for the first quarter, but like apparently he just couldn't get internet working where he's at or something. I'm like, yeah, I would like that makes sense to me. That tracks that like Brett yeah. Favre couldn't figure out how to get the internet to work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, or the far unlikelier scenario was he didn't want to have to commentate on a game that Aaron Rodgers was playing. Yeah, he did come in though. Oh, did they he? They ended up pushing it, so they had Gronk was there for like the whole second quarter. And then Favre ended up coming in at the beginning of the third. So he really just kind of split time with Patrick Willis. So Patrick Willis kind of just only had half a quarter now. Yeah. And then so Favre came in, but he didn't say a lot. Like they were like asking him questions and stuff. And Eli, I couldn't tell if Eli did this like, because you would think if we know something, then Eli and like they should know the same thing. Yeah. That like Favre didn't teach Rogers anything. Yeah. But Eli asked him like, oh, did you teach him that one? And stuff like that. And. Favre, I feel like he was not there for it. He was. He, what did he say? Anything like was he spiteful? Not, kind of. It was. <laughs> it was weird. Like Manning. Like oh, I'm sorry. I keep saying Manning. Like that there weren't two of them. Yeah. But Peyton was like super into like I don't know. He was very complimentary of of Aaron Rodgers and all the throws he was making and stuff like that. And he's like, and look, he's like, look at this throw. He's like, it's a perfect throw, right on the money. And then the next play, Rodgers got sacked. And uh, and then Favre is like, well, that's how you stop him right there. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, on. but like, no that's, how you, that's how you stop every quarterback. Yeah. You stop no, them. No kidding. So I just thought it was funny. But he did seem like a little spiteful. I don't know. It seemed like he wasn't really into it. it didn't no, seem like. I'm surprised he signed up to do it in a game that Aaron Rodgers was going to play. And I'm pretty sure he didn't like him. Was that a thing I made up in my mind? I thought he didn't like Aaron Rodgers. I think it's it's... I don't know. Part of me thinks... I don't know if he doesn't really like Rodgers or if he just didn't like the idea of Rodgers. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah, like yeah. Rodgers probably has nothing against Jordan Love. He just doesn't like the idea of Jordan Love. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, there's probably a lot more bitterness between Favre and Rodgers than there is between Rodgers and Love. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers sat for three years and didn't say a word. No. So, I mean... How could he have, though? I mean, you're the young guy. Right. And then Favre, Favre just did this whole thing where he just was... Well, I guess I'll play. Well, eh, but I'm not going to go to training camp and stuff or do preseason things. Yeah. So, like... It's crazy to think that we're missing three years of Aaron Rodgers' career. Yeah. 
He's going to go down as one of the greatest that ever played this game, and he didn't. Three of those seasons, he didn't even really play at all. So that that is the that is the end of the week two uh, review. Kyle David Rigney, my whole name. Sorry, sorry. I was okay. I considered not saying your middle name. Um, Twelve and four, bud. Hey, who do you think you are? I am doing that well, and and now we're tied. Yeah, yeah, we're tied on the season. What are we? Twenty and fourteen. Eighteen and fourteen. Eighteen and eighteen and fourteen. That would be the math. Eighteen and fourteen is what we are. All right. Oh, and uh, just wanted to apologize for the late show. Yeah, it's my fault. Well, I mean, we're we're an effort here. We're like a well we're a combined effort. It's together. my fault in that you guys know we record Sundays for Monday, and I didn't get home until very late. Well, you were in a different state. I know, but... So it's like, it's fine. There were certain things I could have done, and I wish I had, because it, I was getting very agitated. So at the end of the Eagles game, you had a walk, you know, you make that long... It's, it's worse when you lose, because you make that yeah. long walk back to the car, and there's Niners fans there, and they're acting like assholes, and you're <laughs> like, okay, all right, bud, you, you barely won, and we beat ourselves, and I'm just talking to myself the whole time. And then I have to sit in my car and not move from my spot, because it's impossible to get out of parking. I will say... I've I've been to Eagles games and the Eagles the way they have their facility is much better than a lot of other teams. Like the Jets is okay getting out of there, it's not too bad. The worst stadium I've ever been I've been to, like in the experience of like getting in and getting out, is easily Foxborough. Awful. But it's because it's like in the middle of like like just suburbs. Yeah. Like literally from like, you can walk... I've seen people walking from their house across the street to Gillette Stadium. Yeah. And, I mean, when I brought my brother there one time for his birthday, which it's his birthday today, by the way. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Cody. Cody. Stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, we parked in a Metro mattress. Not in it, but, like, the parking lot for it. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, a it's place. Yeah, it's obnoxious, right? Yeah. And there's a huge, like, Jersey like divider that's like what those big cement like dividers are called they're called like jersey dividers or whatever and um it it goes the entire length of the stadium so you have to drive all the way down just to turn around and then go back the oh, other that's way obnoxious. yeah it's super annoying. you know where else the parking is terrible fenway so this must be a massachusetts thing because <laughs> fenway has got some of the worst parking i've ever seen in any professional sport well philly stadium. philly's great that the way the way they do it is they have a whole exit like a whole complex just for their sports yeah like it's awesome like when you go in there and the link is off to the right or whatever yeah. you have citizens bank right in front of you where the phillies play and then off to the left i don't remember the name of the building but that's where the flyers and the sixers play yeah and that's dope uh, that's awesome the way they do that i can't believe i'm blanking on the name of that arena right now um but yeah all three of them are right there and and because of that there's there's probably a lot of traffic on re- days where the yeah. Phillies and the Eagles play or something like that. There's a ridiculous amount. I don't think the Phillies were playing on Sunday. Maybe they did. But there was a ridiculous amount of parking. Yeah. And the, so the problem with that is it's impossible. Everybody wants to park as close to the stadium as possible. So when you did park in one of those those parking lots, yep. you, you there is no getting out. There was a point where a guy in a, it was waiting. He was in a pickup truck. He was waiting so long. That he literally just pulled out, went over the curb, down the grass, and onto the main road. He was like, he, and then there was these two dudes in a car. Me and Tyler were dying because 
these two dudes in a car. They were in like a Saturn. Right? Yeah. And they were watching. They watched this guy pull off in his giant truck off the grass and onto the main road. And then they just looked around. And they looked at me and Tyler. And I'll and I'm like, don't do it, dude. And Tyler's like, yeah, do it, do it. And then they uh, they definitely <laughs> they didn't try to do it that way. There was a little part where they could. It was like 20 minutes later when nobody had moved still, and they snuck off and onto the thing. Uh, they probably did some damage to the car because, you know, they were in like a Saturn. But I didn't attempt. I was in a Jeep. I totally could have. And I'm like, I'm just not going to risk it. I'll yeah, right. Whatever. I'll just get back later. Um, um, well, we got back late, and that's why we, you guys didn't get a show. Well, it's funny okay. because uh, going to Jets games, when I, was, when I had the season tickets, and you remember, like, you went with me to the Jets-Texans game that yeah. one Saturday night. And I park out in, like, lot... P or K or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. There's like lot A and B and C. And when you get that far into the alphabet, like, it's a hike. Yeah. It's like a 10, 15 minute walk to the stadium. But honestly, we get right out. Yeah, you're gone. You're out of there. It's just, you tip, you pull out of the parking lot like it's a Wendy's and you just leave. Like it's a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. See, no, that's good because they have parking that you get further away from the stadium. Nobody wants to park and you can leave easier. Yeah. Phillies is all, it goes around. It, so yeah, it's like it kind of funnels into yeah. one area so where you like, get onto the highway. And, and you can, and there's literally, you have to literally get on the highway and only go two directions. So it's like the traffic to get out of there is, to get out of the parking is wild. And then even then you're still on the main road forever because there's only two ways to get out of Philly at that point. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, this is insane. Yeah, the traffic for any stadium is inevitable, but... Um, Philly is better than Foxborough, but I do I do think that the Jets is, oh yeah. Jets Giants Stadium is pretty good. Yeah, now that I mean now that you mention it, I don't remember even remotely having an issue getting out of MetLife. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, because we park in you know parking lot Z four or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. We're going back. That, that's when we thought Sam Darnold was the was a guy. <laughs> hey, at least we got to see the Sean Watson play on the Texans. That's. True. Okay, we should end it. I forgot about that guy. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we will upload our week two. Uh, I'm sorry, week our two. week three preview on Thursday. So a little bit, um, you know, mixed up schedule this week. But you know, hey, shut yeah. up, get used to it. Yeah, relax, get, guys. get used to us being different. Um, Mary yelled at me because she's been waiting for our shows to come on and. And then she, I, she had texted me and said, "Hey, how come no Monday show?" I'm like, "Oh, we're doing it today." And then we didn't end up doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot to tell her we didn't end up doing it. And then she texted me today, and just it was just the Spotify. It was a screenshot of Spotify, and it was just our last show, which was on Friday. Yeah. And uh, she's like, she's like, um, what the hell is this? You promised <laughs> me there was gonna be a show. She, um, she didn't text me. I'm sorry. Uh, I texted Cody this morning, and I said, "Yo, happy birthday, bro." And then he said. Thanks. He goes, all I want for my birthday is Monday's episode of the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, my bad, bro. Yeah. I didn't... I, that's how you know we have some loyal, some of the loyal listeners because of texting me. I, I don't... I sometimes don't think people notice if we don't come out the show if it comes out on Tuesday instead of Monday. Yeah. And now I'm totally aware that people notice if it doesn't come out Monday morning. Not only, not only do they notice, but... They actually are upset enough to text us. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I, so I told her, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say on the show that you yelled at me about this, and now you have to figure out which show I said that on. Yeah, jokes on her. I'm gonna do it on both shows. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. Um, yeah. So look out for our Thursday show, which will definitely come out Thursday and not next week. 
Um, and then check out our Twitters, you know, at Trevor Rigney, at KVRigney89, and at TJH underscore seven. And go read Rigney's article about the Jets. Oh, yeah, do that if it you want to. If you want to uh, feel a little bit sad about how sad I was sad. Or just check to see how your buddy writes about his own team. See yeah. if he's pessimistic or optimistic. I haven't read it yet. Both. Mm. Or neither. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I haven't read it. And if I had to guess, it, I'd say it's going to sound it's going to sound as unbiased as possible while still sounding sad. I definitely sound sad. <laughs> I definitely sound sad. That much I'll say for sure. But uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you.